Let's try to be like those early Christians in those first centuries. Whenever they would witness the rising of the sun in the east in the morning, it was a reminder to them of the resurrection, the resurrection of Jesus dawning upon the world. Every morning we can think of this, the resurrection of Jesus as the sun rises in the east. This is also why when someone was baptized, when they came out of the water, they would face the east. And also, when they built churches, they would build the churches where the front would face the east. Resurrection. The world is filled with signs of resurrection. What a wonderful gift God has given us in the Word of God, and especially this gospel, this gift of hope that this gospel awakens anew in our hearts this morning, that how far the mercy of God goes not only can our soul be saved and rise heavenward to God by the power of Christ's death and resurrection that forgives our sins, but even our body will have its own resurrection. As St. Paul says, God will clothe it with immortality, a gift of the glorious resurrection of the body. This is why we do not need to be afraid of physical death, because Jesus' resurrection has taken away the fear of physical death as something final. It's no longer final because of his resurrection. But scripture does encourage us to be afraid of another kind of death, spiritual death of eternal separation from God. That death we should fear, as Scripture says. But here is another message of good news that this gospel gives us, that we can apply to our own daily life, especially in our struggle with sin. Every day, you and I struggle with sin. Let's allow this gospel to speak into this experience. What is the first detail that this moment in the life of Jesus highlights? Jesus loved Martha, Mary, 
and their brother Lazarus. God wants to reveal this more than anything else is that he loves you. He loves me. We can put our own names in there. And Jesus loved Sue and John and Tom and Lisa and Jennifer and Joseph. Put your name in there. God so loved the world. And when the world is mentioned, it's the fallen world. And we ourselves are fallen in our human condition. We are affected by sin, especially the original sin in the beginning. And God loves this fallen world, and so he sends his son. Notice that when the message is sent to Jesus by the two sisters, how do they say it? He whom you love is sick. He whom you love is sick. Because of the effects of sin within us, which we feel, as I said, daily. We have this illness, these spiritual ills, but again, God wants us to know that we are loved. He or she whom you love, Lord, is sick. How does God express this love? Two ways. There are two ways that the power and the glory of the cross and resurrection are experienced in your life and mine. Jesus said, this illness is not unto death, but so that the glory of God can be revealed, that the Son of God can be glorified through it in it. How does this happen? Let's take a look at the past week. How many times we were tempted by sin? For example, maybe there was a moment when you and I felt tempted to anger or impatience, and we even wanted to say something mean-spirited and we didn't. We resisted. We didn't follow through and allow that anger and impatience to hurt someone. Where did that grace come from to resist? That is the power of the cross and resurrection. A little resurrection in that moment. Let's say you knew the moment had come in your day to pray, and you were tempted to spiritual sloth to blow off prayer. And again, you found the strength within to resist. Another victory of the cross and resurrection. 
a little resurrection in that moment. Let's say you're surfing the internet, you're looking up something, some information that you need, and isn't it sad that you can't do that today without things popping up, right? No matter where you go on the internet, there's all these things popping up, and some of them can tempt us into lust. And let's say you were surfing the internet, and sure enough, something popped up, and you were tempted to kind of look and you resisted resurrection, the power of the cross and resurrection of Jesus. One final example, something happened where you knew you had to apologize or to forgive, and the pride in us was not wanting to do it, and we were tempted to just forget about it. And we went against the pride, and we apologized. We forgave. The power, the glory of Jesus manifested in that temptation to sin. Isn't this beautiful? Now, there's another way where it comes into our life. How many times this week Did we not reject sin? And we fell into impatience, anger, spiritual sloth, lust, or pride. We failed. Jesus said, this illness is not unto death. The spiritual application of these moments when we fall, those sins do not have to be unto the spiritual, eternal death of separation from God. We can be forgiven. Jesus wants to give the grace to repent and to believe in his mercy because he wants to raise us up again into a new beginning a fresh start. We don't have to stay down there, although the devil would love that, for us to stay down after we fall and wallow in guilt, in discouragement, in self-condemnation, in despair and shame. And Jesus says, no, I rose from the dead to lift you up I forgive you, rise, let's begin again. That too is the power of the cross and resurrection of Jesus in our life. Isn't this wonderful? So we should offer this mass as a mass of thanksgiving. First, for all the times you and I resisted sin this past week, and Christ was victorious, and also for the times after we fell, where we repented, and with Jesus were raised up to begin again. Let's thank God for the presence of the resurrection in our life. Amen.